right, all right. <laughs> You're with Adriatosaurus, the coach of Rapana Rama. I'm here on TLT. I don't normally do a TLT. Occasionally, I will do a TLT if it's an interesting one. And, well, it is an, it is an interesting one, <laughs> to put it lightly. We've got some big names returning. We've got some big names out. We've got some good cheapies. We've got some reasonable questions to ask. So I'll go over the team list and the main news that's relevant for Supercoach purposes from the team list. I'll answer some basic questions that I'm getting from people uh, and, you know, I'll cover who I'm planning probably on trading and who I, you know, think is a good VC and C for the week. Um, let's kick it off with the team lists. Um, we'll, we'll kick it off from the first game. It's the Broncos versus the Bunnies. The big news from that team list for me is that Haas is out. Um, we know that he was troubled with that um, shoulder injury last week. Still managed to pump out a 50 despite the trouble. He's going to need a week off. Now, you know, I've got a lot of questions into the socials relating to that. Is he a buy? Sorry, is he a sell? Um, now, look, I think you can sell him if you need to because it was pointed out to me very smartly that you've only got three more weeks or so with Hass, then he goes off to Origin. So, you know, you're going to probably have you know, have to do something about him in that time anyway. And in those three weeks, he's not a big hundred scorer, so he's not going to hurt you. Uh, look, for me, I want to get him to a IPAP or I want to get him to a Lolo uh, type. You know, I don't want to go... I mean, you can use the funds elsewhere. If you've already got a Lolo and he's in second row and you want to bring him up and you partner him with an IPAP and you've got the two kings on the bench, that's fine. My only worry is if you sell Hass and you're relying on the Kings as your front row, you know, second spot. But it's good money. It can do good things in your team, and I'm not against selling uh, Payne Haas. Um, Carrigan comes in. He's returning for the Broncos. He'll cover Haas um, and also Capewell's out. Um, so TC Rabadi comes in. Over the other side of the field, it's the Bunnies. Tass holds. Tass is holding his spot over Milne, who's in the extended bench, does that worry me a little bit with, uh, you know, uh, Milner on the bench? Well, it worries me a little bit, but not hugely. The reason why it doesn't worry me hugely is because the coach came out last week and he said he's done his job, he's earned his spot, and he's going to hold. And, you know, from a financial point of view, let's take a look at Isaiah Tass for a second. He's got a nice negative break, even minus 69 He's projected to make 97k. So basically 100k. He's bottom price cheapy 175,000. He's got a nice matchup against the Broncos and he's held that spot on merit. So I think he should be the number one traded in play this week. Some other good options for trade-ins, but I think he's a really good one for us to get a, a, a nice cheapy around round 8. You know, getting a piece of that Rabbitohs team who's got a nice draw. Um, and with this matchup, he's just, you know, and he's, he's played really well in his first couple of games. So he's, I'm all aboard the TAS train. Get on him. Um, I think he's a good buy for this week. Um, moving on, we'll go to the Raiders versus the Dogs. Um, a fair few changes there, but uh, in the Raiders team, CNK's back in the fullback position. Croker is in uh, the team. Uh, at, a, at, a, at the expense of Valame, Rapana's back where he belongs on the bloody wing. Um, Croker is, is, is in. That's a big uh, talking point. I mean, I think a bit of maturity in that Raiders team couldn't hurt, actually. Um, Frawley's in, uh, and Elliot, he starts at hooker again. Uh, 
Look, I've got a lot of questions through to the socials about Adam Elliott and do you buy him? Because now that he's starting that 20 minutes in hooker, um, you know, he's getting good minutes and he turned up last week. Now, let's just be honest. You know, Ricky is a bit of a lunatic and he could just go back to the bench and be 40 minutes and that could blow up all in your face because it's just, he's an unpredictable coach. And at the moment, it looks great. The pros... He's got that 100 in his rolling average. He's cheap. He's in the 300s. He's getting his name to start there again this week in the hooker position to start the game. Uh, and he plays around 13. So, you know, it's it's it, it, on the surface, it looks like it could be a reasonable thing for you. The only downside is for you Starling owners who want Starling to be playing 80 minutes. He's going to come off the bench, isn't he? Um Hopefully, it's a good matchup for Starling, you know, probably. I mean, the Dogs have not been poor. They, they won the game last week. I think they're in better form than the Raiders. Uh, but, you know, it's probably a blow for Starling owners. Would I buy Elliot? I'm not game. <laughs> but like I said, there are some pros, I guess, to buying him. Um, Josh Jackson is back. So Max King's back to the bench. We saw last week. I played Max King. I thought he'd get extra minutes. Um, but he didn't even... He, I think he's scored better off the bench. Um, but he's back to the bench. Naden is back in. Ockenbore is out. Um, that's pretty much it, really, for, for those. No, none of, no huge relevance other than probably Starling. Some some of those people that might have owned Whiten, you're silly if you did, but he's out for two weeks because of his spear tackle. Um, the Panthers versus the Eels, no changes for the, uh, the Panthers, but... Uh-oh, is in those extended reserves. I would have just preferred if he was bloody named on the wing and we knew who dropped out. Is it May or is it Staines? It's going to be a nervous watch because, you know, Taylor May could drop out, um, you know, late in the piece. He might survive the first cut. And, and I, I imagine that's what's probably going to happen. The first cut will happen and he'll he'll remain in the squad on the outer reserves. Oh, and he might come in, you know, close to kickoff uh, into the team. And then we'll see. That could be... You know, one of those ones. I would be trading. Do pull your trigger on your trades this week as late as you can because if uh, Total comes back in and he replaces May, I feel like that's the decision they've decided to go with Staines and the money that um, May is worth. You know, you could get him across to a Garrick who we'll find out when we talk about the uh, Manly Sea Eagles. Tommy Turbo's back. And we all, I don't know about you, but I'm waiting for Garrick. I'm waiting for the time to press the go switch on him for when Turbo's back, and Turbo is back. Um, so it's a, it's annoying. It really is annoying with uh, Toto in the extended reserves because we don't know who he's going to come in to replace should he come back into that team. And look, if he, they give him an extra week, yeah, I mean, play it like normal, I guess, uh, and and make the decision again, you know, next week. And hopefully they've, you know, put him into the starting lineup. Um, Leota is in the extended bench as well for the Panthers. But yeah, that's a, that's the big worry for me from that game. Who's going to drop out? Uh, over the other side in the Eels team, we'll all be happy, you Eels fans, because the madness of Dylan Brown uh, into the centres is finished. He's back in the 5-8 position because Opacech is back in the centres. Look, it should be known... Jake Arthur is not a shit player, and it's not his fault, you know, him being in the 5'8 position. It's just all these people that are remarking on it are saying, why did you move the form 5'8 of the comp, you know, to the centres? It's more of a Dylan Brown going to the centres than it is Jacob Arthur going to the six, but Dylan Brown needs to be in the six. Um, he's back. Um, so Arthur's out and he's into the reserves. Russell is in the extended reserves, come back from that terrible injury. Um 
I don't know if anyone held him, but he, he had a fabulous first game. He's got the nice BE, um, and he's in the extended bench. I'd, um, I don't know, I'd be interested to see who he comes in for, probably, you know, maybe Hopachech or who, who's the other wing? I don't know. Oh, the uh, yeah, he'll, he'll jump in for the young fellow, won't he? Um, on to the Sea Eagles. The big, big news is Tommy Turbo is back. They've got a bit of uh, moving parts, the old Sea uh, Eagles, because they've had injuries to Parker and Saab, extended periods of time out. But the good news for Cheapies are that um, Cooler holds his position in the centres and Tupolotto, who's been quite good, uh, holds his position as well. So we've got Garrick back to the wing. We've got Turbo in the fullback position. We've got Cooler and Tupolotto uh, hold their positions in the back line. Uh, Burbo comes into the centres because obviously we need another player and because Parker's out. Um, some of you might have had him as enough, you know, the old Burbo. Um, hopefully it's a good matchup for him as well and you can, I don't know, would you play Burbo? I probably wouldn't. But um, that's, you know, a lot of moving parts. But look, the, to me, their team looks, you know, a lot better with Schuster back in that team and obviously um, Tommy Turbo back should be, you know, a really big... Um, uh, in <laughs> for the then they haven't been playing bad either. Uh, over the other side, um, Luciano's out. That's a real downer for the uh, Tigers. He's been one of their best every week. Um, so Seafarth comes in, um, Mamalo is in, Simkin is into the nine, and Peachy is into the uh, bench as well. A few changes in there, um, but I mean, what's what's relevant? Nothing really. Um, no Faluma probably. Um, you know. It, would be would be the one, you know, the main person in their team that you'd own if you were going to own someone. Oh, and I just noticed Nofo's out. He's injured, must be. Um, but he's out. Uh, anyway, so that's where Mamalo's coming in. Um, moving on to the next game, we have got the Chooks versus the Titans. Tupu is back from his one-week suspension. Momorowski's back in the centre wings. Naguama and Kieran are out. Billy Smith is in the extended reserves, and God, bloody hell. I've had uh, Billy Smith just there on the bench uh, in my team for such a long time, and I've been reluctant to sell him because I thought, well, he's, you know, could be a chance at the round 13 bye. Oh, well, I hope he comes back into that team. Um, You know, might not be this week, but I'm going to just continue to hold him. But he's in the extended bench, so he must be healthy. Um, well, healthy enough. Uh, over the other side for the Titans, Fafida is out. We know with that knee injury, Proctor. Oh, goodness me. It's going to be an absolute smash-up this week for the Jooks if they're starting Proctor. Sam McIntyre comes onto the bench. Sammy Capwell and... Uh, sorry, Campbell and Isaac are on the extended bench. Um, you know, is David Fafida a big out for them? I don't know. But just for, for Proctor stinks. Uh, over to the Cows and the Knights, they're unchanged. Uh, the Cows, they've got Granville and JTB are on the extended bench. Uh, over the other side for the Knights, mate, they've got some mass changes. Hoy is into the 5'8 position. I didn't have mind what Hoy's done in uh, his first grade when he's been in this year. Clifford is out. He had a rotten game last week. Crossland comes into the halves. So, you know, we know the old, can you play Randall? You play him when he's going to play 80 minutes. It looks like he will play 80 minutes this week. Um, Fitzy's back in the second row forward. Brody Jones is straight out of the squad. Um, a lot of There's a lot of people that will have Brody Jones because he was a pretty good cheap and he was pumping away all right. But he's completely out of there now. It's not going to hurt you with him out because he's not going to get 10 minutes, 20 minutes off the bench. Um, Clune is out. Uh, that's where Crossland comes in as well um, in the half. So you could probably play your Randalls this week. Storm versus the Dragons. Tepoi Moroa is out. 
Grant is in. Aramaya is into the reserves, um, I noticed, which I've been getting a lot of questions to the old socials about meanie because, of course, you'd want a slice of the old Melbourne Storm backline, wouldn't you? They're just scoring 50s and 70s every bloody week. It's a nice matchup this week as well, and he's quite affordable, um, Nick Meany, but that Aramaya worries me. Um, I probably would not be bringing in uh, Meany just because I'd be worried about Aramaya. Um, I know that they've you know, been happy to pick uh, Aramaya in their team uh, in that position, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, because if Meany's the bench, it's no good. Uh, over the other side, Jack Bird's back in the 5'8", so that's Amon back to the bench. Sullivan, he was the try-scoring hero from last week, but he's out. He's the 18th man. Um, the Sharks versus the Warriors. Fanukin's back. That means McInnes is on the bench. Trindles out into the 18th man position, which I think is a good move. Uh, Graham's still on the bench. Talakai holds his center wing spot, but it, it should be known in the uh, extended bench. Ikevalu and Tracy are both there now. Um, so that means they're fit. Um, and look, you know, well, yeah, he's holding at the moment, isn't he? Um, we had a bad score last week. It's not the worst matchup for him this week. Hopefully he can bounce back. Um, but he's held his spot in the center wing for now. Uh, over the other side, um, Warriors DWZ is back. So that's Arthur's out. It's good to see Vailia hold his spot. Uh, Sirenin's out to the 18th man. And Katoa is back um, into the back row. And Penne, after serving his suspension, is back to the bench. Now, that's the games. Um, we'll have a look at the most... Um, purchased players and the most sold players. I'll give you my opinions on them. All right, let's kick it in with the, well, what should we start with? The most bought players? Yeah, let's do trade it in. The number one traded in player uh, as we speak right now is Isaiah Tass. Now, we got the team list. He's held his position. We knew that, you know, pretty much he was going to hold it because last week coach said he's held it on merit. He looks key, um, you know, keyed up to make 100k. He looks like a fantastic uh, cheapie, you know, which you don't get often in round eight. 14.4% people bringing him in. It absolutely makes sense to me. Um, number two is a little interesting to me. Tamari Martin, uh, fullback 5'8", uh, Jewel. He's 205k. 6% of people are bringing him in. I imagine, you know, people are getting rid of, you know, Ilias because he stinks. You know, I don't know. I just feel like that might be a little bit sideways um, for mine. If, if that's who you're trading out, I mean, he's had a 38 and a 51. Um, I just don't get it. You know, oh, look, I think he's been good. I don't know. Is he going to hold that position when Tessie knew is back in the team? And look, Ilias does stink. But 6% of people bringing him in. I mean, what's the... Has he got a nice big negative brain? Minus 22, I guess. I guess. You know, uh, I guess. You know, because he's 205K, so you, you can make 100K if you're selling Elias, can't you? But I don't know. I just don't know how confident I'd be on it. Uh, number three is Cody Walker. 4.4% uh, are bringing in. He got the 99 last week. I had to pivot because once Fafita was out, I moved him on to IPAP. I wasn't going to have him because I felt like he was going to score low off the bench and he... You know, he re-injured and he did score poorly with a 25 or 29 or whatever. So I missed out on Cody last week. And I was like, oh, if he goes and scores a 70 or whatever, he'll be affordable for me the next week. He cost 514000 now because uh, he went 99 last week. Um, he has a negative eight break even, so I think it's now. If you're going to get Cody, you've got to grab him now. Um, look, I've heard... You know, a number of differing opinions. People have been like, well, he hasn't looked convincing. Um, look, you know, he got a scrappy try last week off a, you know, a 
you know, dropped ball and he, he pounced on it. That's the kind of player Cody is. I think they look to me like they're improving. Um, the Rabbitohs, I th- a little bit. I think they're improving a little bit. I think Cody Walker's improving as well. The last three scores have been a 44, a 77, a 99. Um, I think he's warmed up enough. And look, if you're... You know, in my case, it'll be Ilias up to Cody Walker. So I think that's a decent upgrade. I can I can understand why you buy him because if you've got a Hines, uh, a Cleary, you know, you've got a Munster and you're pairing with a Cody. We know Cody's pedigree. Yes, he's been scrappy. Yes, he could be pu- he pull out a low score because he doesn't seem as reliable, rock solid for the big scores this year. The last two weeks have been... I think encouraging for my view. So it makes sense that he's high on the list uh, in three. Um, look, the next person on the list is a, probably a yan to that yin of Cody Walker, and that is Scott Drinkwater. Fullback at 5'8", um, Jewel, which is handy. He has been absolutely sensational since being back in the first grade team. The Cowboys' defense has been great, but he's absolutely unlocked their attack. He has been scoring like a god. Um 94, 43, 102, 113. He plays the first bye um, because the Cowboys play in round 13. Uh, he's held the spot too with the hammer coming off the bench as an impact player. And I think the Scott uh, Drinkwater is going to hold his position. He's up against the Newcastle Knights this week. He's got a minus 20 break even. I like Scott Drinkwater as a smoky pick. Um, look, you know, I'll be tempted. I'll be tempted to forego. I mean, look, people are probably going to go Cody, aren't they? Because he's the name. Um, but I, I don't. I, these four point two percent people, two thousand eight hundred of you. I don't think you're going to regret getting Scott Drinkwater. He's in some sort of form. The minus twenty two. He's nearly six hundred k. I can see him getting up to seven hundred k, and you sell him right at the end of that round thirteen buy, which he's going to play in. I think he'll be a good play in that round thirteen buy as well. I like. I like the pick. I like it as a smoky pick. And I've been replying to a lot of people in the social saying, grab him, you know, if, if you want, because I don't think he's going to do too poorly. Um, Xavier Coates, people are bringing him in. Um, 4%. He's up at 529K. Sorry, 521K now. He's got a minus 69 break even. So that's right, a, you know, nice break even like Tass. He's projected to make over 100K. So it makes a lot of sense because the Melbourne Storm are absolutely doing numbers on teams. And that's the thing about um, Coates. If the Melbourne Storm are scoring bulk points, he's going to score bulk tries. Um, He's got two hundreds in a row, 123, 116. I think it's a good time to get him. I think it's a good matchup again this week against St. George. Look, the minus 69, you could do a hell of a lot worse than grabbing codes. Look, he doesn't play the round 13 because I think he'll be off to origin money. But he, he, uh, and Melbourne don't play in that first one, but he... Um, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense to me because you're going to get those low games occasionally, but the low games, um, but he's minus 69 and he's got a good matchup this week. So it makes sense to me why people, I mean, you're paying a little bit overs um, compared to people that had him right from the start, but you know, it's not the worst. Um, number six is Harry Grant, 743,000 for, for Harry. Um, you know, it's fine. You know, I, I don't, I don't hate it. You're paying a big, price for him he's got a break even of 58 so you don't necessarily need to do it this week um but he is the best hooker in my opinion he turned up last week it's just 
I mean, I've had him from the start. I sat him in round one knowing that he was suspended just because I wasn't going to play funny buggers in the in the hooker position. 92, 85, 79, 86, 80, 104. I don't need to argue with you why you bring it in uh, Harry Grant because he's an absolute bloody weapon. Um, Cameron Murray is interesting for me. Um, he's got a 65 break even, which is sort of around his wheelhouse. It's a good matchup for him this week. Um, look, he's been rock solid as well. 54, 76, 129, 76, 56, 73, 82, 83. I imagine people are going from Fafida um, to Cameron Murray. It's not the worst thing. Look, he's only got a few more weeks. He's going to go off and play Origin, isn't he? So, And you're not going to get him for the second buy, which South play in. Um, Koloa Matangi is somebody who I've tabled in my last podcast who I thought could have been a good option, and he's a bit cheaper. Um, so I probably, if it was me and I didn't own Cameron Murray or Koloa Matangi, I might go and grab Koloa Matangi. He's averaging 70s at Koloa Matangi, so... Um, you know, because I just think if you you got three more weeks of Murray, then you lose him over the origin period, and maybe he gets a rest as well. Um, but you know, if you're getting off David Fafita, my my picks were Hamoli and Kolo Matangi. Um, but I guess people are doing Cameron Murray. Um, Jason Tamalolo, he's getting brought in by two point one six percent of people. Second row forward, front row forward. People are probably selling Hass. Um, Lolo plays the first buy. He he looks good to me. He's scoring. You know, the floor is 60. He's got an 80 in there as well, but it's been mostly 60. 53, 56, 59, 68, 63, 86, 62, and a 69 last week. That's perfectly acceptable in the front row. Uh, and people are jumping off hats. Now, look, the thing with Hass is, you know, he's out this week. He comes back next week. Um, maybe he plays limited minutes. I, I understand it. Because you not only are you just getting someone who, who's going to score you 60, 70, the same as Hass, basically. Um, he's going to be around 13 number, so it makes sense. Uh, IPAP, you know, I said at the top of the show, um, you know, Hass out, I think people are going to go to IPAP. Um, for feeders out, IPAP. You know, it makes sense to me. 72 is the break-even, which is, you know, he's a chance of not even getting his break-even this week. He's up against Penrith. Um, and look, last week was one of his worst games. It was his worst game of the year. Oh, no, he had a 58 to start the year. 59 points. So he's coming off his worst game and people are bringing him in. But you've got some major sells this week in Fafita and probably Hass. So it makes sense that people are going to IPAP. I think he's just in the front row. If you can get a Hass, IPAP and Lolo, you know, combo with the Kings, you're in good shape. Um, Ruben Cotter, um, named again to start this week, whether he does it, because I know he likes to change around a fair bit. Um, I think also Ruben Cotter's got to be a chance for origin. So if you're bringing him in as a round 13 number, just be wary that he's a chance of going off to origin. Um, 39 is his break even. Um, 75 points last week. How many, he played the 80 minutes last week. I don't know if you can bank on 80 minutes He's sort of been around that 50 to 55, you know, 55 minutes um, normally. So we'll see whether he... I I wouldn't be banking on 80 as the norm. I'd be banking on 55. That is the top 10 uh, traded in. I think they all make pretty much uh, good sense to me, except for probably Tamari Martin. Look, I know it's a negative break, even I just don't think it's a strong pick. You know, they don't play the first bye. um, And you've got Tessie New coming back into that team. Um, I know Ilya stinks, but... You know, if you can't go up, uh, maybe you just hold Ilias, you know. Uh, that's just my personal opinion anyway. Um, trade it out. David Fafida, 11. Uh, 11.7%. It makes sense. Um, you know, unfortunately, as soon as I saw him on the bench, I was like, nah, I'm getting out of here. Um, the break even, he's up to 164 this week. So there's no point holding him. It looks like it's three to four weeks. 
um, you know, you get rid of him. You know, and uh, there's no more that needs to be said about that. Lachlan Ilias, um, look, he's at 307Ks, break even's 25, which is achievable, but he doesn't do much more than that, it doesn't seem. This year, we've got a 28, we've got a 17, we've got a 31. He's best score of the year, a 55. Then we've got 39, 25, 46, and a 29 last week. He just doesn't seem super coach relevant. Um, if I get him out this week, it's probably to Cody Walker. If I'm feeling dangerous, I might go drink water. Um, but it makes sense because, you know, he wasn't the cheapie that we'd hoped. You know, not a get to 500k. Take him all bloody year. I don't even know if you'll ever get there to, to, to top uh, to 500 this year. Um, Taylor May. Uh, you know, 5.2% selling. He's been a fabulous cheapie. Um, His break-even is 74 this week. Um, There is that overhanging um, worry that Tottle comes into the team and Taylor May's the one that drops out. I haven't thought that Staines has been too bad this year. Um, So he's got to be a chance of maybe dropping out. Um, You know, what are you doing with him, though, is my question. Because he is around 13 number if he holds his spot in that team. But there is a little bit of uncertainty you know, for me, I'll be tempted to move on to Garrick or someone like that who plays the round 13 also and has Turbo back in the team. Um, look, he lost money for the first time last week, which, you know, is is why he's probably being moved on. And, and people are probably seeing Toto in the extended bench. You know, your guess is as good as mine if it's going to be Toto or um, Staines. Mitchell Moses, it makes sense that you're selling him. He's got that big 130 break even. He's playing the Parramatta Eels. He's been good this year, but that eight last week, you know, you went one too many. Um, I don't think he was a a year-long hold. You want Hines and you want um, Cleary. Um, And, you know, it makes sense that people are selling him. Payne Haas. 4% 4% of selling him. I don't know. I, I think there's a case for holding. Maybe if you don't want to do a whole lot of trades in the front row and you you can just play a, you know, a king if you want this week. Um, you know, and happily have him next week. You know, I think maybe he's an animal. You know, surely he'll play well next week. I don't think he's an urgent sell, but it, it is an option to sell. Um, Chris Randall, he's got a 50 break even. I don't, I'm not going to sell him. <laughs> last week he covered his BE. He got 53. Um, he played the full 80 last week. Um, and look, Crossland is named to play in the halves. So I think he'll play 80 again this week and he'll probably score 50. He's a safe 50 this week. I think he'll make close to his BE again this week. Um, Brad Schneider, um, 54 break even. Um, people are selling, you know, maybe they've got a jewel in there and they're getting him um, over to Cody or someone like that. Um, the score was a 43 last week, which is not the worst. Had a 30 the week before, 53, 65. I just don't know if it's all that urgent to sell him because um, he plays around 13. He's up against the Bulldogs this week. Um, he's got a break even of 54, which he could score quite easily. Um, you know, I don't know. Who are you selling him for? I hope it's you're doing it for something sensible because he hasn't been the worst at all. Um, Appy uh, being sold, he's got a break even of 95. Uh, he was in 18% of teams. Absolutely surprises me, really. Um, you know, the scores in the last couple of weeks have not been very good. He's actually, you know, he got a 91, a 71, and an 80, but the rest of it's been pretty average. 32, 43. Uh, 39 and 26 over the last couple of weeks. I don't think they need him. Abby steps up when there's no Cleary and stuff. And when he's in there, um, Cleary and that, you don't, Abby doesn't need to do as much and he doesn't do as much. So that completely makes sense to me. Will Penasini, um, he's uh, being sold. He's around, th- is he around 13? The Eels play around 13. Um, the break even's 33, which is really quite um, achievable. Uh, what did he score last week? 54. 
uh, I don't really get it. He's at 462. I think his 33 break-even is edible. And I think there's others that I'd prefer to sell. Um, you know, I, I like Penasini, uh, although I sold him. So, you know, who am I to talk? <laughs> but it just doesn't make sense to me a whole bunch. Sam Walker, he's uh, number 10 on the list. 112 break-even. You know, there was a world where we thought we might like to hold um, Sam Walker to the buy um, because the Chooks played the first buy. In, we had a three-week scoring from Sam Walker that we didn't mind. 87, 81, 52. We thought maybe we can hold him now to the buy. The nine last week hurts, doesn't it, against the Bulldogs? I just, I get it. I get it. Why I get get why people are selling him um, at the moment? People are probably getting Sam Walker out and Brink because if they've got him in the five eight position, and you get a drink water, um, you know, I get it. Um, I probably wouldn't hold Sam Walker till the end of the year, um, or till till the end of you know till thirteen because. Yeah, that eight hurts, and you can start to lose his value. Um, well, let's answer a couple of questions. Right, the first one was Hass, is he a sell? Oh, he's not an urgent sell, he's a luxury sell. But, like I said, it was pointed out to me, you know, he comes back, he may not play his full minutes, and he's only three weeks till he goes off to Origin. So you're not going to be hurt by selling him. It's just what are you doing? If you're going to be relying on the Kings as your main, in one of your main front row positions, you know, Kings almost, Josh Kings almost is worth worth as much. You know, so you hold Hass this week and then sell next week, you know, uh, Josh King to Lolo or something. I don't know. But I don't think he's an urgent sell, but you can sell. Um, Tass or Tupolotto? You know, Tupolotto's shown quite a lot in that Manly Seagulls team, you know, for tackle break ability and run back meters. I think he's good. Um, but Tass, that nice negative break even is too alluring for me. I'd probably go Tass because he's bottom price. But it all depends on your team makeup because if you're sitting at six numbers for the buy and you can afford to go to Pilotto, well, I'd probably go to Pilotto because he's a number for round 13. We've got Brad Parker at the ACL. You know, he's got more scans to go. We know it's four weeks or whatever for Saab. You know, there's a good chance that Tupelotto makes it all the way to the round 13 buy and he's an extra number for you. But, you know, the allure 100K, <laughs> the test is going to go up. Um is Cody a buyer? We covered that. I think he is. Um, would you buy Turbo? Look, you know, Supercoach is about trying to get the move, one move before everyone else. Um, so, I, you know, there's a wild thing. There's a, You know, it's a bit wild because he's got a huge break even. You know, let's have a look at him. Uh, Tommy Turbo. He's got a break even of 163, but he might just do that against the West Tigers. So would you buy Turbo? Look, he costs you know, 969. So if you can afford it, you know, <laughs> go for it. Because it could give you a chance to get ahead of the pack. I'm going to look at try to buy him, you know, in the next week or two, maybe after Origin. I'm not going to probably get him this week myself, but, um, you know. If you want to do something wild, you know, Tommy Turbo in is a, you know, reasonable one. Uh, and look, I'm going to have my eye on Garrick just because Turbo's back and he's a bit more affordable. Um, will Toor come back in and who who will he come in for? Well, we already covered that. I don't know. Um, you know, I'm worried that Staines holds just on seniority in first grade. I think that May's better. I think that that combination with Targo is better. Um, but we don't know. And Toor in that extended bench, save your trades as late as you can, um, because you, oh, I mean, look, you know, you probably have bench options to put in instead of May, but he's worth good value, so you might want to do something with the value. Um, my trades this week, I'm going to grab one of those guys, I'm going to probably grab Tass, um, because he's got the nice negative break even sell-wise, um, it might be Cobbo, 
out to him. Cobbo's, you know, made his money for me. Um, and I don't safely play Cobbo. I mean, you know, I've got 180 out of him and then it's back to a 20 last week. I thought he played all right, though, um, for that 20. But it might be him out because I'm just bringing in around 13. Oh, no, Tass is not around 13 number. But if it's Tupolotto, that's around 13 number. But I think... I'm going to hold Billy Smith because he's in that extended bench and I hope that he's going to come back in because he is around 13 number. Um, and I'll probably move Ilias on to Cody Walker. You know, a little dangerous me thinks of going uh, drink water. Um, and that's why I'm not going to sell Hass this week, um, you know, because I'm going to probably bring in uh, Isaiah Tass and Cody Walker. And, you know, if, oh, if I got some mail that it was Taylor May out, I might bring in... Um, Garrick. I might bring in Garrick and, um, well, it'd be Cody or Tass then, wouldn't it? Because I'd have to pick between them. But that's where I'm looking at. Um, VC for me this week. Let's have a look. I think it'll be um, probably a Cleary VC again. Um, you know, against the Eels at Bluebet Stadium, you know, Cleary's matchup proof. Uh, and I might go into a Paps captain again against the Dragons at Amy Park. Uh, it's nice and simple. I think it's a really good matchup for Teddy this week as well. We saw 300 metres from him last week. Turbo against the Tigers, if you've got a turbo in there. Um, you know, you could put a VC on your South players as well. Um, you know, I think it's there's some good options uh, this week. Nico Hines against the Warriors, if you wanted a captain as well late in the round. I think Paps or, or Hines are good ones because um, they play the last uh, on the Sunday. Um, I hope you've got any, something out of that. I don't normally do a TLT. Um, thanks for listening. Yeah, bitch, I could be your fantasy. I can tell you got big dick energy. It ain't too many of them that can handle me. But I might let you try it out the Hennessy. Make them sing to this pussy like a melody. And if your bitch ain't right, I got the remedy. It ain't too many of them that can handle me. But a bad bitch, I could be your fantasy. Tell me how you want it. Three, two, one, and I'm on it. Feel the donut. Good bitch, fuck you in the pony. I'ma bust it on the pole. Like onions. <laughs> 